This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment on a Friday. That means just momentarily we're going to be getting real silly up in here. All right. Get those prediction tweets in. Get those questions in at Wesley Euler. Your time is running out here. A reminder that this is uh, 1 o'clock on a Friday. All right. Eastern Standard Time on Friday. So... I've run into this with some of you where you hear this back on the replay. You tweet us, Motes and I, you know, your predictions. And then you're like, wait a second. Mine didn't get read off on the show. It's one o'clock on Friday. All right. So if you're not in this little, you know, next half an hour ish window here, um, I apologize. You're still more than welcome to tweet me at Wesley Euler, but that is why it is not getting read on the show. Just want to make sure uh, no one thinks I'm stepping on their toes or anything like that. We're going to get to your tweets. We're going to get to the Here We Go song. We're going to get to our predictions in just a minute. But first, we got to play the final installment of the matchup on Steelers.com, this time focusing on the defensive side of things for Steelers Broncos. We haven't stopped the run good enough um, to put them in situations where they have to pass. Um, and some lucky bounces. Um, whether we haven't got it or we've gotten our hands on, we just haven't caught it. Um, you know, we got to really force the issue. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Matchup Show presented by Unibet. That was Cam Hayward talking about the Steelers needing to get more turnovers, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But let's start with Vaughn Miller and TJ Watt, guys. Uh, two edge rushers. We know what both are capable of doing. So we'll go backwards. Dave, we'll start with you. Who do you think will have more sacks on Sunday? Love TJ Watt. Both guys, generational pass rushers. I'll take Vaughn Miller just because he's a little bit healthier right now. All right, Matt, what do you like about these two guys kind of going head-to-head? It was like last week when we said it was Ben versus Rodgers. I love everything about these guys. I mean, they're both playing exceptional. They're as good as you get in the, at the position. A couple things to look for for me is I think Watt, as usual, is going to get a ton of double teams by Bobby Massey and help. They play a lot of tight ends, a lot of heavy formations. And to me, that really sets up well for the left tackle situation, Garrett Bowles, who's making a lot of money, he's gotten a lot better with Coach Munchak, you know, take, taking care of him. But he's had his struggles this year too since signing that big contract. I think those one-on-one matchups on the other side is extremely crucial in this one. I'm going to take Vaughn Miller for who's going to get the the sack total in this one. He plays a higher percentage of the snaps of, than Watt, who's also still fighting a little bit of an injury. And frankly, the Steelers' quarterbacks are uh, quarterback is less mobile than either Bridgewater or Locke. All right. Well, let me ask you this: Who's going to be responsible for stopping Vaughn Miller from getting to Ben Roethlisberger? It's going to be the man that lines up at right tackle. Number one, you know. I mean, you're going to have to see which way comes. Uh, look, you know. It's going to take uh, a little more effort by with the chip back, uh, you know, with for me, wall right, you know, everybody over to the right. Um, you're going to have to make it so that you, you create obstacles for him to jump through. Von Miller is very talented. He's one of these guys that's gifted. One of the things I like about him when he lines up, you can see him. He's already decided pretty much the move that he's going to throw, but he might have a second one there and he links his moves 
very well so that if you stuff the first one, he's coming with the second one, and it's not going to be a big transition. It's not like you can jam him and all of a sudden he's running in place and he's a helmet magnet. He's going to have a couple of things to throw at you. So if he throws that uppercut or goes for that swim and you stuff that, look out for the, the a spin back or coming the other way to the inside, he's got a number of them. So it's going to be not only the tackle, but it's going to be if you want to put a tight end out there or a back or uh, make sure that you uh, throw the ball. Is Well, I will say you, as Mike Webster said one time, we were playing the New York Stock Exchange or Sack Exchange, New York Jets back in the day. And, and he said to Mike, uh, Mike Webster said to Mark Malone, I advise you to throw the ball quickly. <laughs> a little extra help there uh, on Sunday. All right, uh, Dave, going back to the turnovers, Cam Hayward was talking about that. The Steelers only have one after leading the league last year. How do you create more without trying to do too much? What seems to be the problem that was hampering them just a little bit in Green Bay? Well, I mean, uh, pretty rudimentary stuff uh, out of me here, but, you know, we got to get more pass rush going on a more consistent basis and heating up the QB, especially a guy, if it is Drew Locke, uh, trying to get him to to uh, make throws a tick earlier than he wants to, and then letting Minka and company turn the ball over on the other side of things. Complimentary pass rush, uh, and then the secondary taking care of business there. It is a break for the Steelers if it is Drew Locke. They have to take advantage of it. And like I said earlier, this team is structured in 2021 to ride the defense, at least for the first portion of the season. Roethlisberger said as much. It's going to take a minute for the offensive line to round into shape, to get up to speed with Canada's offense. The defense has to carry the day, and a big part of that is turning the ball over. And, uh, it, you know, it's a must, and it starts this week and the following week against uh, Russell Wilson and company. Matt, going in studying this game, do you see any turnover-capable scenarios that would go in favor of the Steelers' defense this weekend? Well, the biggest one is kind of like what what Dave just mentioned, is if Locke starts a quarterback versus Bridgewater, that's night and day in terms of you, your chances of going up, of getting the football. Bridgewater isn't the most dynamic, although he's throwing the ball downfield more than usual this year, but he takes care of the football as well as anyone in the league, where Locke's the young stallion, makes throws left and right, and puts the ball in harm's way. So that's a big key. Um, you know, kind of like these guys said, too, I mean, predicting turnovers is really difficult, and some of it is luck and bounces and things like that, but they have back seven players with good ball skills, and they have pass rush, and to me, those are the two components for taking the ball away. All right, well, let's talk about their run game. Mike Munchak, uh, he knows Pittsburgh a little bit. The Steelers know him a little bit. What is their run game looking like in terms of Munch having his fingerprints on it and what the Steelers' defense will have to do to not give up 131 yards? Well, they got to hold the point of attack, and that's one of the big things. These guys come off, and they go after you physically. They want to get after you and be able to move you back a little bit. They'll pull the backside guard. They'll pull a tackle. They'll pull different people to create blocking angles, whether they have the trap, the lead, the power, all those things. Uh, it's a typical Munchak thing. You've got the outside zone. you got the split zone. Um, you know, it's, it's a Munch. You know, you can see his personality imprinted on these five guys. They block to the whistle. They're not, uh, let's say they're not uh, averse to taking an extra 
a little shot here and there, maybe executing a little frontier justice, if you will, at certain points of time. So, you know, it's it's a true Munchak offensive line, and they are all about getting some movement and staying after you and trying to make you fight them within the box at their end. They're not going to let you spread them out. You know, they don't want you out running the field. They want to get hold of you, lock on, stay on their feet, and stay at it till the echo by the way, just uh, jumping back to the Broncos' last foe in the last play of the game there, uh, I wonder, Wolfley, what you what you think about that. Because um, to me, Harbaugh is having his cake and eating it too there. <laughs> it's okay. I, I You know, I'm not opposed necessarily to keeping that uh, team record going there a little bit. But he also didn't line up. It was kind of if you look at uh, at both sides on the play, they were kind of like, does that count? Was that a was that a real play? <laughs> it was kind of bogus because they pulled a fast one on the Broncos. I think Fangio would have lined up and and tried to put a lick on the guy and make a pay for running that play. But it was instead, it was kind of like, oh that oh yeah, we, we just did that. That counts. Okay, that's what Fangio was ticked about. Correct? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Look, here's the thing about it. Back in my day, back in the, the medieval days, if you will, um, <laughs> you know, nobody, nobody took, you, you, you didn't take a knee, you know, just arbitrarily. You might line up and just have another go, you know, and that's, that was the name of the game back then, just because it was available to you, you know, you, you could hear whispers <laughs> across the line, guys know each other and you go, uh, we're coming or we're not coming. Are you coming? That sort of thing. But that's the way it was. It was defend yourself at all times. Hmm. You would never do anything illegal, right, Wolf? <laughs> not that I would admit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, guys, we're going to take one more break. You're watching the matchup show presented by Unibet. When we return, we will predict our. Great stuff there. Missy Matthews, Craig Wolfley. Matt Williamson, Dave Damashek. I could listen to those for all day long. You can. Uh, Steelers.com, all part of Steelers Live. Just some incredible stuff this season by the entire Steelers TV gang. A shout out to them, as always, for their great work. Wesley Euler, with you here on a Friday. All right, that's it. It's time to get wild up in here, brothers. Get those tweets in at Wesley Euler. All right, I will. I will continue to kind of refresh the Twitter feed, the predictions as long as I can. A reminder too, if you sent your prediction like an hour ago earlier in the show, don't double up. I got it saved here. I promise you if you've tweeted it to me, I got it. If you sometimes, you know, I know you guys get a little anxious, you tweet them twice. All that does is kind of make it harder for us to to wade through everything. So I appreciate you ins as always. We'll get to your prediction tweets in uh in just a second but before we do i wanted to answer some of your just your question tweets that have uh that have rolled in here uh throughout the show today our buddy yinzer steve tweets and says you think taco or joseph gets a helmet this week also who takes sutton's place if he can't play man there's some <laughs> some good questions there yinzer steve i have been surprised that carl joseph hasn't gotten a helmet yet i am obviously a little biased I was at WVU for four years with Carl Joseph. I saw him be one of the best physical safeties, one of the best, best you know, like in the box safeties in college football. There was a reason that he was a first round draft pick. 
I feel like he could play that slot role really well for the Steelers, but I am, again, obviously biased, and there's a reason that he was released by the Raiders. I'm not that naive in that either. I I don't know if Taco gets a helmet just because it feels like that is maybe the one area of the defense where the Steelers are starting to get healthier. Like, as long as you've got uh, TJ and Highsmith and Ingram all healthy, it's going to be tough for Taco to get a helmet, but certainly something to keep an eye on. And then as for who takes Sutton's place... How they decide to kind of delegate those responsibilities will be interesting. Could be Pierre. They could ask Witherspoon to do a little bit more, but he's barely gotten any spin since that Raiders game. I I am concerned about how that plays out for sure. I think it's safe to be a little concerned there. Ernesto tweets me and says, Hey, Wes, love the show. Uh... Steelers have a great opportunity to take a few swings at a punching bag. Ben, come on, take us home, buddy. And can I get that British accent one time? <laughs> you know, Ernesto, I always say this. It's funny because people do love the love the British accent. Um, you know, I've got some younger brother-in-laws who, um, you know, always want me to do the British accent. It's hard to do on command. Like, it's just something that I tend to fall back on. You know, I get a little bit excited. You know, I'm a little fired up. Typically on Saturday morning, maybe Manchester United scores a big goal and I'm just in the living room. Viva Ronaldo! Viva Ronaldo! Running down the wing! Hear United sing! But come on. We gotta go to the proper football on Sunday. Little Steelers versus Broncos down Hines Field. I hope that was okay. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm not bad at the British accent, but I'm much better when it happens naturally. It's tougher to do, you know, on command. I just, I don't have those kind of chops. If I did, maybe I'd be in Hollywood doing voice acting or something like that. Steeler rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire, tweets, two things I'm watching on Sunday. One, the defensive line, and two, the offensive line. If both do their jobs and what they are capable of, the rest of each side will fall into place. Uh, and Steeler Rocker gets in here, his prediction. Steelers 27, Broncos 20. Also, second prediction, your baby girl will be born this weekend. I don't know about that, Jay. I'm looking forward to one weekend here of football. All right, WVU on Saturday, Steelers on Sunday. One more weekend before little Miss Olivia gets here. But hey, you know, if she if she, if she wants to come this weekend, then biology be danged she's coming this weekend cr steeler nation chicago tweets and says wes is a mess without you arthur motes lol uh steeler talk what do you think the uh offensive problems that are created because one the offensive coordinator is upstairs and not on the sideline and two uh because they're making the offensive players fit the game plan not making the game plan fit the players man cr those are two deep heavy questions two things that i wish i had motsy flanking me here for I, I do think that there's a reason quarterbacks like their offensive coordinators on the sideline. I, I could certainly understand from Matt Canada's perspective, too, why he likes the angle up there. But I, that's, a, that's a tough one. They, the two of them, Ben and Matt Canada, it feels like need to have a come-to-Jesus moment on, on, on that thing and, and just get it figured out because that cannot continue to linger. And then in terms of the game plan, that's a fair question, too. You know, none of us are in the meeting rooms, so... It's hard to to delegate those type of things to an exact extent, but it but it certainly does feel like there is a disconnect between the Steelers personnel and the type of offense that the GM wants to run. We know that that Matt Canada, he wants play action. He wants pre-snap motion and movement. I think though with the way the Steelers are constructed with the the quarterback who's under center that just, you know, isn't 
mobile at age 39 like none of us are mobile at I'm age 30 and I'm barely mobile when I'm out there playing hockey on Sunday nights um those are two questions that we need to find answers to sooner rather than later CR for sure uh Jace tweets me and says same thing who starts for Cam Sutton is it Pierre is it Witherspoon ever (laughs) feels like it would have to be one of those guys I don't think it's gonna be Justin Lane that's a tough one though because I don't think that there's an easy, there certainly isn't. Not that I don't think. I know that there's not an easy answer. All right, folks, let's do it here. Let's get back into all of these tweets. Before we sing a little song, before I give my predictions, it's time to hear from all of you. But you know the drill. I need a little hold on here. I need a little, I need a little theme music. Jim from Kentucky says Steelers 21 to 20. Najee scores a touchdown and we get a tight end touchdown as well. I love that, Jim. From your lips to to Heinz Field on Sunday, please. Steeler fan Hawaii tweets us. Oh man, I love Hawaii. I'd love to be there for the next couple months as the weather starts to turn. Prediction from Hawaii, 27 to 21 Steelers. Splash plays by both teams, but two Steelers turnovers is the difference. I like that. Defense is going to have to take the ball away for sure. Cuban Dan, he's still standing here. He's still taking your bullets like Tony Montana. Steelers 21, Broncos 18, Steelers versus the world. Glenn tweets and says, I'll be at a Steelers bar here in Denver watching the game with the rest of Mile High Steelers Nation. I'm cautiously optimistic we exercise those recent losses to the Broncos. Steelers win 28 to 16. Zach says, I think the defense, or if the defense scores, I see the Steelers winning 21 to 17. They at least need an opportune moment from the defense, right? Zach, set the offense up with a short field, if anything. But you're right. It feels like that splash from the Steelers' defense is very important at the moment. It's just the way that they're they're built. Uh, Yinzer Steve, his prediction is it's Pat Fryermoose coming out party and the Steelers win 20 four to 20. Nate eats alligators. Nate, where you been, bro? Welcome to the party, pal. Says Steelers 17 to 10. I'm taking the under and Pat Fryer dominates the red zone in this one. Pat Fryer move. Pardon me. Dominates the red zone in this one. I will sign up for that, Nate. Absolutely. Jonathan tweets me. I'm going to go with the Steelers 17 to 13. How did you become a deadhead? I've only gotten into dead and company. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, yeah, you, you heard me playing some Grateful Dead music there coming back. I usually do that when I'm riding solo here on SNR. I had two uncles that were deadheads growing up. So, like, I wasn't a huge Grateful Dead fan, but, you know, I knew a handful of songs just from being around my uncles and, and them listening to the, the Grateful Dead all the time. But then what, like four or five years ago, 2017, when I was still living out in Philadelphia, I saw Dead and Company, um, and I've seen them seven times since. I I love them. It got me fully hooked. I am a John Mayer stan, as most as you know. That definitely helped. But yeah, I was a pseudo deadhead uh, until I saw Dead and Company for the first time like five years ago, and then I've I've really been hooked ever since. But I got to give some credit to my uncles uh, growing up as well, too. Rudy says, Steelers 17, Donkeys 0. TJ with three sacks. Devin Bush 
with a turnover. BPR says I've got the Steelers winning 21-17. Two sacks from TJ Watt. Najee goes over 100 yards rushing. Owen says I'm in the UK. Oh, what's up, Gavna? Steelers 20. Broncos 13. Steeler Bomb 2030 tweets. Uh, they make a they may make a change at quarterback, but not in coaching or game planning. Broncos 24 to 10. Oh, Steeler Bomb, not very optimistic. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 says prediction 21 to 17. Steelers, Fryermuth with two touchdowns. And can I get a let's go for my son's team, the UFL Raiders? It's his last year in the league, and him and his classmates are going. Uh, for their back-to-back championship tomorrow. Let's go, Raiders. Come on, UFL Raiders. Go get that championship, baby. Uh, Thrash says Steelers 20, Broncos 17 in a nail-biter. Jason says Steelers 17, Denver 14, defensive battle. Pat Fryermuth over 50 yards and a touchdown. Annie says W.O.I. The Steelers make Fangio's head explode in a defensive game. Steelers 17, Yonkos 10. Brian from Washington, our Pacific Northwest Yinzer, uh, says I got COVID, so I'm sitting in bed and listening to the show. Well, all the best, Brian. I I hope your symptoms are mild and you're able to take some time and recover, buddy. All the best to you. Brian says Steelers barely barely pull it off 21-20. Ben throws an interception, but Najee has his first 100-yard game behind an improving offensive line. Steel City Champs says Joe Hayden is mad. Ray Ray is itching for a big return. Hayden interception. McLeod takes one to the house. Pittsburgh 24, Denver 21, hopefully. But my gut feeling is telling me different. We shall see. I think we've all been doing a lot of that second-guessing ourselves here. You know we got a lot of tweets when we run past the music. Mr. Taylor says, uh, prediction, Broncos 10, Steelers 33. The offense finally find some rhythm. Jarrett says, somehow, someway, we're going to tame those donkeys. 17-10, to 10, the black and gold. Keith has a nail-biter. The Steelers win their first home game of the year, 24-20, to 20, with a little help from the defense. Sack, fumble, score. I will take it. Rod Dallas says, if Drew Locke plays, 14-10, to 10, the Steelers win. If Teddy Bridgewater plays, 20-13, to 13, the Steelers win. I like it. Covering all your bases there, Rod Dalla. Um, Checking here. Let's see. Steelers Man 7 says, um, good five-star Friday from Minnesota. Getting my pick in. Steelers win 27-17. to I dig it. I dig it. All right, let's do another refresh here before we go to sing a song. TC says, my prediction is pain. Who, Rod? Who, Rod? Love doing that. I'll never get sick of that. Who, Rod? Going for seven. Going for seven. We got some new guys at the party today. Welcome to the party, pal. Steelers back on track. 28 to 10. Five sacks by our defense. Whoo! I will take it. I will take it. Uh, Rebecca, the lit one. Lit, lit, lit. It is about lit 30 here on the show. Says Steeler Nation will be hearing move for sure on Sunday. Steelers 21 to 10. And that's all I got for the prediction tweets right now. <laughs> Owen in, in, uh, in the UK says, hey, hey, governor, great show, bro. Getting my Steelers fix here in the UK. I love it. I absolutely love it. Love the power of Steeler Nation from all over the place. Let me check here. Uh, da, 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 da. That's all I'm seeing for the prediction tweets right now. I will, um, as I always do, I'll give one more refresh here before we get out of here. But it's time to sing some songs.
and tell you how I feel Sunday is going to play out. Now, we've been making some Yonkos and some Broncos jokes, all right? So before I sing my song, I think it's only fair for me to pay homage to the OG song rewriter, all right? Myron Cope, back in the 80s, Christmas week, Steelers-Broncos taking Deck the Halls and turning it into a Steelers fight song. I mean, I got to pay homage here to the OG. Weird Al Yankovic has nothing on Myron Cope. Maestro, if you please. Get those Broncos, they're just Yonkos. There's Johnny Elway traversing like a railway. Trample Elway, Ike's the Parkway. Hit that rich kid with a manhole lid. He faced the Steelers in his debut. We can still see that in his pants. Did oh yeah. At three rivers, they made him chop livers. He met the Steelers and knows they're killers. David Little is coming up the middle. Crack that rich kid, knock out his bike caspian. No, don't kiss him. Safety blitz him. That, that Bronco is just a Yonko. Yoy. Merry Christmas from Myron Cope on sports. I mean, Weird Al Yankovic got nothing on Myron Cope. Deck the Broncos. They're just Yonkos. And in homage of the OG, I'll, I got to do it today, even without Motsi with me. I guess I'll have to be my own hype man. But it's time for the Here We Go song, Week 5, Denver Edition. I need more snare. We We cheer the Steelers, the black and the gold. It's time to pick Spurs, heart and soul. The Steeler Nation has the best radio hosts. We're in the locker room with Euler and Modes. Here we are now, backs to the wall. It's been a rough start to the fall. But it's time to get right at home Cause in the Steel City Broncos got no room to roam Here we go Yeah, them Broncos ain't roaming around here What are they gonna Nay, nay Around the North Shore Oh no, not in Pittsburgh We don't let no donkeys cross our bridges Come on offense It's time to get right and for the defense to turn out the lights, give it to Najee, rush with TJ, blast that renegade and make the Broncos pay, here we go. Oh yeah, you know we're playing that renegade, you know Najee's come run. Najee's going to be the Bronco out there, bucking out there at Heinz Field, and here comes TJ to cut off the lights. All right, final verse, here we go. Need a big win, home at Heinz. Get in early, avoid the lines. Time to get rowdy and end our misery and get back in the mood with a victory. 
It's time. It's time. We're not starting the season 0-3 at Heinz Field. Not on our watch. Here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to Super Bowl. Week 5 edition. Denver Broncos. Here we go song. All right. Now it's time. We've heard uh, from Yins at there. It's time to hear my predictions. I'll give you my Steelers Broncos prediction. But first, some other of my favorite bets of the weekend. Favorite spreads of the weekend. It's time to get that paper. Show me the money. Show me the money! It just, it just hits right. Here you go, Steeler Nation 920. It's time for the Young Raiders, the youth football team, the Raiders up there in Wisconsin to go swaggering into the championship game. <laughs> you guys know how this works. I'll give you some my, – my five favorite sports bets will culminate in my prediction for the Steelers game for the upcoming weekend. I'll start with a college football pick for you here first. I like Oklahoma minus three against Texas tomorrow. It's Hey, it's everybody's new favorite SEC rivalry, Texas versus Oklahoma. I, I don't think Oklahoma is as good as they're ranked, but I also think Texas is perpetually overrated. I don't think Oklahoma is a true national championship contender. But I think that they've got enough to beat Texas by more than a field goal. Give me the Sooners, minus three. All right, on to Sunday. I like some underdogs here. I like Buffalo, plus three at Kansas City. Here's why. That game just means a lot more to the Bills. Kansas City, we know what their their perspective, their attitude is this time of year. They're just trying to make it to December when they really take off. Now, they're typically really good early on in the season. But I think Buffalo, you know, they lost to the Steelers. They've been on a rampage ever since then. I think this game means a lot to the Bills. I think they go into Kansas City and they find a way to win a close one. But give me the Bills plus three. I'll take the points for sure. I'm also going to take the points with San Francisco on the road at Arizona. Give me the Niners plus five. I think the Cardinals win, but not big. I think they win by two, three, four points, something like that. The Cardinals are really feeling themselves after a big win against the Rams. They're the only undefeated team left. In the NFL, I think the Niners catch them slipping a little bit. Cardinals win, but not by five points. Give me San Francisco plus five. Finally, before we get to the Stillers, I'll take Carolina minus three versus Philly. I don't think the Eagles are very good. I think the Carolina Panthers are good. Uh, they're at home. They beat the Eagles by a touchdown. Give me Carolina minus Three. And now on to the big show on Sunday. Folks, I've been going back and forth on this one all week. But this has to be it for the Steelers. You can't lose four straight games. You can't lose three games in a row at home to start the season. It can't happen. I don't care who the quarterback is for the Broncos. They're banged up on offense. They're banged up on defense. I know the Steelers are too, but it's time to take advantage. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a tight one. It's not going to be for the weary But I've got the Steelers pulling it out. A close one. Getting some hope back for the rest of the season. Give me Pittsburgh. 17-13 over Denver.
One last refresh here to see if we got any more tweets. Uh, Josh says, I'm all in, baby. Steelers 31, Broncos nothing. Here we go. I would take that. I would love that. Thrash said they said it can't be done, but Wes said, nah, I could be my own hype man and sing all the bars. May says another solid here we go song. The Steelers win big on Sunday for sure. I love it, folks. I love your participation as always. Uh, Rebecca the Lit One says, uh, dang, Wes, I'm impressed. On point, I got goosebumps. Thank you, guys. I always love you. You you know that we love you guys. Mozi as well, too. We love you all so much. We really do. Um, But I appreciate you even more on the days when I'm in here rocking solo because you guys always bring the fire, and you did that again today. I appreciate you guys. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Uh, might be, you know, our, our, our good weather weekends, if you live in, you know, a relative area where the, the weather and the climate is like Pittsburgh or close by, the, the good weather weekends might be coming to an end here. So get out there, enjoy it, enjoy the football, and we're back with you guys on Monday to break it all down. You know the time and place. It doesn't change. High noon, and as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.